0: Spark the
1: conversation. Welcome to the Spark the Conversation podcast in partnership with Gondrepreneur.com. Today, as a part of our Emerald Cup series, we're speaking with Joey Shep, the CEO of Humboldt's Finest. Uh, this is a really exciting interview for me because I've gotten to work with Joey for the last nine months, helping be the creative director of the Humboldt's Finest brand and bringing it to light um, for their launch. Um, I know that they're really excited because this is the first time that consumers are being able to see their product and packaging finally. Um, it's a group of far- three farmers that have you know, decided to come out of the cannabis closet and build a brand together as a collective and it's been a really wonderful journey. We, we used really great um, people to help create the brand vision. Did a series of videos, 12 videos that are online at Humboldt'sFinestFarms.com. Um, this was just a, a really great journey to be able to go up to Humboldt for myself included, and be able to spend time up there and help the Humboldt name come to life. Uh, as we all know, you know Humboldt is kind of a globally recognized. Um, place that grows some of the finest sun-grown cannabis. So to be able to, you know, be a part of that and work with Joey uh, over the last nine months has been a really great gift, and I'm, you know, really excited to see where the brand goes and also speak to him today about some of the vision of the brand hi this is bianca green i'm live at the emerald cup with the ceo of humboldt's finest farms uh, you guys are here launching officially the product That's at right. the emerald cup for the first time thank you so much for coming and being with us uh, today with sparking the conversation uh, with uh, our awesome part media partners, Gondrepreneur.com Have you been having a good time at the Emerald Cup so far? What's the tone been a little bit for you and, and the company?
0: It's just huge just everything's exploding right now I think we're just on the cusp of something really big legalizations is just happening um, people are showing up got a really diverse crowd Um, Just all walks of life are here, you've got a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of segments of the business represented, um, and I feel like the the culture's kind of elevated, you know, compared to what it's been in the past, so really happy to see everybody here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, a little bit to tell the audience, our backstory is that I helped creative direct the brand and had the opportunity to kind of help you guys articulate your brand message. You were one of the first Humboldt brands that really took that step to come out with the whole brand message and identify yourselves as farmers. Um, Tell me about what that process was like coming out of the closet as a Humboldt farmer and coming into the new light as we see 64. Um, you know, happening and legalization, not on the rise anymore, like actually here.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, it's been challenging in some ways because you've got this long history of prohibition where farmers have been really in hiding for the most part. And, you know, you don't talk about these things, certainly not publicly, and put yourself out there. So... You know, it's been a trust-building exercise for the farmers to really come forward. You know, I think the ability for us to get permits at the county level for legalization happening at the state level—all these are really reassuring. And you got a lot of pent-up energy with the farmers who've been wanting to share their works. You know, what they've been growing, what they've been working on, um, all their expertise and stuff. So, I, I think there's a lot of excitement with the farmers, but you know, sort of carefully taking it step by step. So. I think all the farmers know that, you know, they've seen the the way the beer industry has moved and other ones where, you know, corporates have come in and that's been the talk for a long time. As soon as it goes legal, corporates are coming in and so, you know, the, the common story is like we need to get brands, you know. We need to all have brands so that we represent, um, so that we don't get lost and so. You know, it seemed like a natural fit. Uh, Growing up in Humboldt County, I always knew that Humboldt was a brand. You know, I'd go anywhere. I'd go over to Europe and, you know, where are you from? And I'd say, oh, California. Where specifically? Humboldt County. And then they'd giggle, you know. Oh, Humboldt. yeah. 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 You know, they'd know what's up. You didn't even have to say it. And so there's this worldwide brand reputation that I knew that, you know, if we didn't really capture that, that, you know, it would get taken away from us by some corporate interest. And so there's really just a, a big need right now to represent the Humboldt brand authentically. And so, you know, themes of like sustainability, environmental protection, uh, multi-generational farmers, these were all things that we really wanted to infuse with the brand so that, you know, as Humboldt spread to the world, people were getting the right message of what it's really about.
1: Yeah, it's so important to, uh, you know, some of the messaging that you created is commercials, which is really a historical move. You know, not only are you taking on branding Humboldt, but you're putting your face to it as a, as a, you know, brand. And you're also creating this historical, you know, opportunity for people to become destigmatized to what they think farmers in Humboldt County are like. Um, you know, what do you think that the drawbacks and the benefits of coming out and telling uh, the story as a farmer can can be?
0: Yeah, well, I think you, you mentioned one of the big ones is destigmatizing it. Really, just you know, showing that you know these farmers have families. Um, they're dedicated to their craft. They love it. Um, you know they've been doing it for multiple generations and it's really a big part of their lives and and you know they, they aren't as fringe as you think these are you know these people are doing a lot of the things that the rest of the world does you know have families you know fulfilling work um, relationships you know meaningful life and so uh, so yeah I think that's really what it's what it's been about for the farmers
1: when you look at some of the other competitors that are using the Humboldt name out there what solidifies you as being different um than some of the others. There's a brand that is actually run by people in Chicago called Humboldt. Um, you know there's there's a few different other companies. How do you see yourself as being different and and not better, but in a different position sure. than some of these other you know competi- sure. potential competitors?
0: Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about a lot at this event. You know, I look around and mm-hmm. there's quite a few um, vendors using the Humboldt name. Um, at all different levels of consciousness and he uh, got even people walking around with signs that say Humboldt wholesale right on their backpacks And yeah. you know, it's like whoa, you know, that's like the bottom of the rung <laughs> um, so um, You know, I think the big difference for me is that uh, We're really looking beyond just the customer base that's here at this event, you know, this is our family our friends we love this community and everything but Honestly, our customer is really a much larger audience in this, that um, is really the people who maybe smoked a joint in college, you know, then because it's been illegal, they just stayed away from it, and now that recreational is coming back, they're going to give it another try. And so... Um, You know, that's a a statewide, that's a nationwide and potentially someday even a global wide audience. So we're really looking to not just appeal to, you know, the Northern California culture, which is amazing and we love it, but actually appeal to a a much broader culture, um, one that not just cares about, you know, the potency of the ganja, but also the story behind it. And they're used to buying brands at Whole Foods and things like this that have rich background stories. And you know, the modern consumer, especially the one willing to pay a premium, you know, it isn't just about you know the THC content in the product. It's it goes much beyond that. And so I think they could get high THC in a ton of different ways. So they're gonna pick one that has a story, something that's a bit more elevated. Uh, Package that you know they can trust for consistency, for purity, for safety—all of those factors—and so we're really trying to deliver that sort of next-generation product that will be appealing to this huge influx of you know people into this market.
1: And that's a super important thing right now for the new consumer to understand is that there is differences in the product. It's like you know very similar to a Costco brand, you know, or an organ- organic Whole Foods brand. Um, you know, the one thing that I really appreciate about Humboldt's Finest is you don't outprice yourself. No. You know, you don't overprice yourself, but you h- offer such a high quality, um, you know, product. How do you keep consistency um, in that product? And then from a sustainable um, sun-grown perspective, you know, what are some of the accoutrements that make you guys the craft cannabis art- artisan
0: product? Sure. Sure. You know, so right now the industry is still fairly unregulated. Um, so, there's not many certifications or standards that you can actually meet, um, let alone that you have to. And so, we're really taking a voluntary approach to go above and beyond and and um, incorporate standards into our business. So uh, one is that we're a PFC certified, patient um, focused certification. Through Americans um,
1: for Safe Access, which absolutely. is an amazing certification program. Absolutely. just Any patient out there will know that they have very high standards in the product if it's certified. Absolutely.
0: Um, their standards you know, include safety, quality, potency, um, you know worker environment all those kinds of factors are integrated in a really holistic certification so three of our farms have already met that standard and we have a whole line of farms who are working to also meet that standard so um, that's one of the standards um, you know sun grown which you know doesn't have an official definition or certification per se um, but you know we define it as you know growing with the sun the way nature intended so we're really you know strongly behind the sun grown movement and we really want to show that you can have premium cannabis with sun-grown, also. Um,
1: also, I mean, I actually prefer sun-grown cannabis. You know, absolutely. A lot of people really don't even know that there is a difference. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I, 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 appreciate the organic consistency, in a sense, of the sun-grown um, plant. What's, what, what are some of the biggest differences between indoor? and outdoor growing, just because I don't think our, you know, I mean, a lot of people know, but, you know, certain people in our audience have no idea.
0: Absolutely, well, I think some historical context is important here, because, why indoor growing really started was because prohibition you know people needed to hide it and so that became the state of the art because that was the only way you could grow it for the most part so as prohibition started to roll back and lift people started to come back out and grow it outdoors which was obviously the way that was done for many many years before that and so now you're seeing a resurgence and sort of a new artistry around the sun grown um So, yeah, many benefits, environmental benefits. It doesn't require fossil fuels. Obviously, over 8% of California's energy right now is um, used by indoor grow operations. Um, And so if this, you know, movement is going to scale to supply product to all the millions of people coming into it, um, sun grown is the only way to be scalable. So just from a sheer economic perspective, you know, you look at other commodity crops and everything, corn, soy, you know, nothing's grown with lights, you know, just not feasible. And so, you know, that's just the bottom line that sun grown will become the norm because it's just much more feasible to grow to scale. Um, some more interesting things are, you know, there's a study that's done in Washington with over 2000 samples of uh, cannabis showing that um, outdoor has a fuller bouquet of terpene profile. So this means that you know better flavors, perhaps um, uh, more medicinal benefits. The entourage effect of all the terpenes working together. So I think we're just we're really at the start of really um, seeing sun grown become an artisan element. I think indoor has sort of been perfected, and there's obviously some amazing product coming out of there, even some organic indoor that I think is still great, um, but. You know, Sun Grown is really starting to hit its, you know, momentum right now. And I think the farmers who've been doing it for the past 10 years since, you know, they're able to sort of come out of the darkness and into light, you know, they're starting to really get their craft down. And so I think that with a little education, the consumer will see that, you know, Sun Grown, grown the way nature intended, is really an amazing product and can deliver flavor, potency, um, and environmental benefits.
1: And what is it about the Humboldt's region that makes it uh, I don't want to say again better. Yeah. But, you know, unique, yeah. let's say.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think that, you know, at its root, Humboldt has uh, a perfect climate for growing cannabis. Basically hot days, cool nights. And that just happens to be perfect for ripening the flowers and all these other benefits. Um, but Another benefit that people might not see right away is sort of the multi generational knowledge of how to grow. Um, You know, when my parents moved up the land, it was some of the first movement of farmers coming into what was logged land. And so, it was you know brand new started there how do we do this and you know and it became a craft after a while and so now we have multi-generational farmers who have all that knowledge you also just have a huge community that can share knowledge with one another you also have a supply chain that's built around humboldt soil companies nutrients um, trading of clones and nurseries and all these things that you know really created a mecca for growers so you know, as it becomes legal, you know, we're gonna see lots of other areas become, you know, good at growing, you know, cannabis too. But I think Humboldt will always have the reputation. Definitely has a head start with the culture. um, And I think the climate will always be good there. So I think that there's always room for craft cannabis and it will be, you know, Humboldt will be one of the main suppliers of that.
1: One of the things that I love about Humboldt's Finest, the founders, yourself uh, and Kristen, you guys have have had, you know, through Kristen Nevidal, who started the uh, Emerald Growers Association, which, t- or sorry, it started as Humboldt Growers Association, which turned into Emerald Growers Association, which is now California Growers Association, was essentially founded by Kristen, who is, you know, one of the wives of the founders. And so you've had advocacy in your business model. Um, for a long time. Uh, you guys came in and sponsored the Spark the Conversation bus tour about personal freedom, and that was a huge thing. Tell me about some of the you know, advocacy things that you have built into the business model um, for the vision of the future of Humboldt's Finest.
0: Sure, absolutely. So. Um you know at the beginning you know sustainability is one of our core elements and you know not only do we want to communicate to the consumer that we're sustainable so they can feel good we also want to help other farmers be more sustainable so that's sun grown Um, new term that we're putting out there is rain grown so actually capturing rainwater rather than diverting creeks better for the salmon better for the rivers Um, so sustainability is a really core element Um, but one of the campaigns that we're looking at because we really want to you know help Humboldt County in specific and we want our products to connect to that so we're working with a nonprofit right now um, to actually have a portion of our product sales go into preserving land in Humboldt so basically every eighth that you'd buy every pre-rolled joint would preserve a certain amount of square footage of acreage in Humboldt County so that won't be logged in the future so We want a a real connection with our customers where they buy one of our products and they feel connected to Humboldt County. Mm. Maybe they've come to Humboldt County as a tourist and seen the beautiful redwood trees, the Lost Coast, things like that. and they want to help preserve that or maybe they want to connect to it maybe they feel like you know they're a back to land or even if they live in the city you know in their own way they want to support that culture and that movement and things like that and so um, those are some of the activist elements that i think were really big about sustainability and the environment and protecting humboldt county
1: it's such a huge element. Uh, you you know how passionate I am about advocacy and and being socially responsible to some degree, um, and it's so good to see businesses par- participating in you know helping. To be a part of not only their local community but also a global conversation. Um, you know, we built out assets for um, you know to your brand vision, and I personally still have yet to see you know people creating commercials, cannabis commercials. Um, and you know, we did this awesome uh, series that is at humboltsfinestfarms.com right now um, that you can see that kind of articulates Humboldt uh, a bit of the brand vision and and some of this, you know, sun-grown conversation, what, what made you guys want to actually create commercials? You know, is it, is it that you wanted the opportunity to be the first or be, you know, a really large voice for Humboldt County? Because, you know, obviously I think it was, it was a very far, smart business move because it's a historic opportunity. We are in the land in the moment um, and the zeitgeist right now is that we are making history. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about that process and for you guys and the founders what it was like to, you know, put your faces out there.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, video is just uh, a major paradigm as far as the way people communicate and digest content. So video is just really got to be an important marketing strategy for anybody. Um, but for us, you know, video, it's very intimate, you know, and we want to break down those barriers and show people this is who your farmers are. This is what the culture is. We can be a little funny, we can be dramatic, we can have all these different angles that um, bring in the customer into an experience where they might not be able to go to Humboldt, but they can experience it through video. And so that ability to connect with the farmer, connect with the land of Humboldt, connect with the culture, um, have a few laughs along the way. um, I think it's just a really great way to connect to a lot of people um, virtually um, and bring them into the brand. And so I think video is just a, a great asset for that.
1: Yeah. And some of the videos I love, the farm to table obviously is so awesome because a lot of people, you know, including my family in Indiana, were able to kind of take a look at that and say, those are the farmers that you keep talking, that you know, that you're working with. Like it, it really destigmatizes de-stigmatized what people think, the Humboldt, cannabis farmer is yeah you you got a good-looking group yeah (laughs) you got a good looking
0: group yeah I mean these are all healthy functional people uh, many with families and it's you know it's a it's a way of living you know for people and it you know maybe started as counterculture but it's really quickly moving out of the counterculture into the mainstream And, you know, our farmers want to connect with that, just like you'd buy your, you know, organic kale and you'd want to know, you know, how far away was it grown and what was the farm, Um, maybe might do a farm tour someday, those kinds of things. And so, um, you know, we see a lot of parallels with the natural food movement and the way that people want to connect with their source. And so we're trying to deliver that same experience of, you know, origin, um, source, and especially in Humboldt County.
1: Well, tell me a little bit about um, you know what is in store for Humboldt's Finest for 2017. I know you're launching here, and it was a bit of a soft launch. And yep. you guys have been coming to market through you know advocacy, through uh, you know your video series. And and what's next in 2017? Yeah. What do we have to look forward to?
0: Absolutely. So we just launched our new product line, which includes a compostable boxed eighth uh, six pack of joints and a single one-gram pre-roll, so we've got all the flour represented. Um, really want to start there with sort of the authentic flower, you know, see what Sun Grown can do. Um, and, you know, the next wave, as a lot of people right now, is moving into extraction, so we're working hard right now on setting up an extraction facility um, that can be used by Humboldt Farmers, and um, we're going to be uh, releasing more of the videos that we've been working on all this year, so we have a rollout of those. Uh, we've got a few new products that are a little bit secret right now so we'll be able to talk about them soon uh, but really you know product innovation packaging innovation um, bringing more farmers on board through certification um, that's really where we're at right now we've sort of started making our mark but I think really 2017 is really gonna be our big launch year
1: Great. when do you guys hit stores
0: uh... january february so our first batch is going out later this month we're going to test it in a few stores and then uh... you should find it in over uh... two hundred dispensaries within a couple months
1: great are there is there any way that where that people can know to go to get it or should they go to humboldt's finest
0: yeah come to our website we have a where to buy page at humboldt's dot com and uh... that'll have an ongoing real-time list of the dispensaries that have our products
1: great is there anything you want to tell our audience of entrepreneurs about uh, you know, getting into the cannabis industry and what some of the challenges and or the victories might have been in this last year, you know, with this brand and, and coming yeah, to market. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, just, you know, like any new industry, there's just tons of opportunity for innovation. Um, you know, big areas might be like chemistry and genetics. So the whole sciences, if you have a background in like chemistry or biology or anything like that, there's a huge need for lab testing, verification, all that kind of stuff. Um, in the technology and hardware space, um, vaporizers, um, new extraction methods, all of those are gonna take a lot of engineering, a lot of technology. So if you have an engineering background or product design, technology, there's huge realms there. If you're into software, there's gonna be a huge amount of software needed to run all this regulatory stuff, um, be able to like everything from tracking your farm to tracking your sales all the way along there. So I think software is a big growth area. Uh, marketing and branding. If you have a marketing or branding agency, being able to really focus in on cannabis and specific and know the nuanced elements. Legal, um, just huge yeah. realm for law to come forward. All these little farms need help with that. Um, and, you know, even the farms themselves need help, you know, so people who want to go and work on farms, you know, can come up to Humboldt and, you know, connect with a farmer. And so really there's just, A ton of areas that, um, you know, anybody with some innovation willing to, you know, get in on the ground floor of a new industry um, could make a really good life for themselves.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joey Shep, CEO of Humboldt's Finest Farms. Uh, Tell our audience again where they can find you.
0: Absolutely, at humboldtsfinestfarms.com.
1: And social media is Humboldt's finest. Yeah, on absolutely. On Instagram. Yep, Instagram on Instagram. And Instagram will kind of lead. That's yeah. the pinnacle. It sort of leads everybody yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's anyway. visual.
0: You know, people want to see it. You yeah. Know?
1: Well, thanks, Joy, for coming and making the time at the Emerald Cup uh, here for the Spark the Conversation podcast sponsored by our awesome partners at Gondrepreneur.com. Thanks, Bianca. Spark the Conversation is really excited to do this partnership with Gondrepreneur.com, creating these podcasts. Um, It's a resource for cannabis professionals, advocates, patients, business owners, um, anyone really who's in favor of responsible growth. So visit Gondrepreneur.com for daily cannabis news, uh, career openings, company profiles, and of course, you know more episodes of this podcast. Um, we're thankful to them and the partnership that we have with them, and we appreciate the fact that they spark the conversation and help entrepreneurs grow. All I want you to do is spark the conversation.